Give it up for our new worship pastor, John. Love that brother. Love, love, love that brother. And I've already celebrated him the last uh, couple weeks as one of the ways in which God is blessing our church. And I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, this is not just preacher talk for a moment. God's, God's really blessing our church these days in, uh, in profound and powerful ways. Way too many for me to start listing up here today. Um, I will list this one, though, because we're about to talk a little bit about a student pastor. Uh, our students just came back from camp. And, and, and you should know that you have students in our church who accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior at camp. And, and we've, we've had a few surrender to uh, vocational called ministry, which is always awesome when young people say, I want to live my life in ministry. But he's blessing our church in, in many different ways with the hiring of some amazing staff that we have been searching for for quite some time. Um, but I'll get to that in a moment. Before I introduce that brother to you, um, I'm here because I want to honor somebody. And uh, I am talking about the one and only Jaden Steffi, who... Let me, tell you, let me tell you about this young woman. She, she's one of the most gifted, humble uh, lovers of Jesus that you will ever meet. She is our full-time uh, staff person who oversees our children's ministry called NH Kids. Now, that is a full-time job. We have a lot of children in this church. So she oversees staff and she oversees all the world changers and all the children's ministry in that wing of the building. But about 18 months ago, we came to her and we said, Jaden, we need you to do us a favor, please. Pretty please with a cherry on top. <laughs> will, you, will you lead our student ministries just for a short period of time until we can find a student pastor? And that short period of time became 18 months. She never once uh, cringed at it. She never once... Uh, asked to be relieved of it. She just, she went and she grew out of a pandemic. She grew our student ministry on top of doing children's ministry. She grew it tremendously. She led the world changers over there. She led the students over there on Wednesday nights. She taught. And I just felt that when somebody does something like that, it's time to bring that person up in front of the church and honor them. And so I would like to call Jaden up to the stage at this point in time. Yeah, yeah, you should stand up. You should stand up. Bible says give honor where honor is due. On behalf of this entire church, you, you stay standing for just a moment. We're gonna worship in a moment. Just stay standing permanently. On behalf of this entire church and all these people and all those who are in the other celebration and all those online today, we honor you. We thank you for all that you have done in the young people's hearts and lives of this church. And she, not only is uh, she in this great ministry season that she's in, she's also recently engaged. <laughs> Alex, Alex was here earlier, but is he over there in the kids? 
He's serving in kids ministry. He, he's a, he is an amazing, passionate man of God. This is just such a beautiful, beautiful couple. And so because you were getting married, we, we got you some things. Like we got you some candles. Every couple needs some candles. We got you some salt and pepper grinder because well, because well, salt and pepper are far better freshly ground. I'm just saying. We got you two little lovebird mugs. I don't know if God's gonna call you to have kids one day, but we got you a plant so you can practice that. You, you, you gotta keep that plant alive like a kiddo. Hey, if I'm lying, I'm dying. If you go to my house right now, you're not gonna believe this. Remember that poinsettia I told you about? My poinsettia from Christmas is still alive. It's still on my kitchen table. Now, it's, it's pathetic looking. It looks like a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. It's all, it's got one little red leaf left. That thing's holding on for dear life. So you can, you can practice there. And, and equally as important, I just felt led to give you a gift on behalf of this church to bless you and your honeymoon and your marriage. We love you, we honor you, and we thank you so very much. Give it up, church. Hey, you know, you know what? You know what? I lied to you earlier. We're not about to go into more worship. The word is coming, so you can be seated. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, the other great announcement in the way in which God is blessing this church is uh, we've been looking nationally like we were for our worship pastor. We've been looking for our student pastor. And uh, we knew real quickly when we met this brother that uh, he was the one. Uh, and I say he, but I really mean he and his awesome wife, Amber. She has an amazing spirit and heart for God. They are truly a partner, partners in ministry. And I wanna introduce to you today, uh, Tanner, Pastor Tanner. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> come on up, come on up. And... Uh, he, he is he's student pastor all over. I mean, his Bible's even got youth, Jesus loves you, for God so loved the youth. For God so loved the world, God so loved the youth. This brother, the thing you'll notice about him and Amber right out of the gate is how much they love students. And so it gives me a chance to say, man, if you don't have your students here on Wednesday nights, please get them here. Wednesday nights, 6.30. This brother's from, he was born and raised in Virginia. Any Virginia people in the house? Then God took him or something took him to Jersey Shore. He's been doing ministry in the Jersey Shore area for quite some time, yeah. And uh, he's, he's a gift to our church. And again, one of the ways that God is blessing us these days, it's hard. Those of you who run businesses or organizations, you know how hard it is to find good work in the corporate world. Well, the same is true in the church. It's hard to find humble, anointed, gifted, pastors who, who have the right heart and are called to a particular house at a particular time. And uh, Pastor Tanner definitely has that. So I, I, I was here a couple months ago when he taught the young adults. And I was right there on the, the front row. John and I were listening to the brother preach. And uh, I thought to myself, I'm gonna have him share that message uh, to the whole church. And I've had some people raise some eyebrows, not in a bad way, but like, you've never brought anybody on and cut them loose to teach that quick. This is only his second Sunday at New Hope. And, uh, and I politely look at them and say, I, I know I haven't, but I, I 
want to just listen to the Holy Spirit, if that's okay with you. And the Holy Spirit led me. I, when he was preaching, I heard the Holy Spirit say, you need to get that brother to preach that message at New Hope Church. And so would you do what you always do? I told him you love people who bring the word. Give it up and welcome Pastor Tanner as our new student pastor. Yeah. Man, thank you so much, Pastor Benji. Can we give it up for Pastor Benji right now? Come on. It's an honor to, to be on this platform from seeing Pastor Benji from afar and getting to know him. You guys are in great hands. Like, we need to clap one more time because this guy is incredible. I'm thankful for his friendship. I'm thankful that for the way that he leads, not just his church, but his family. He is who you see on stage, off stage. So uh, thank you so much, Pastor Benji. Um, my name is Tanner. I am originally from the state of VA. Come on, throw it up. There it is. Um, your boy got transplanted all the way up to Jersey. And the reason, fellas, if you haven't met your wife yet, it could be because she's not here. I got moved to New Jersey so that I could be with my beautiful wife of two years in October. Look at that photo. Wow. If I was single, I would still try to holler at her. Like, oh my gosh, that, she's so beautiful. And um, we, we've been married for two years. We do have some kids. Um, they don't look like us, um, but they do look like this. Plants! <laughs> Got you all. You thought we were having kids. Nah, we have like 60, 70 of them on a Wednesday. We want more of them kids on Wednesday night. So where are my students at? Can we make some noise? That's what I'm saying. We, they stood up. You say, come on, we're gonna clap for you. Come on, students! Man, Aiden is the man. I, I just love him, man. Thank you, thank you. Come on. So we just got, oh, and the noise, the do-do-do-do. I love it. John, you're incredible. Um, so today, wow, we're, we're getting rowdy already. I love it. So today's message that I have entitled, if you're taking notes, is called Under Pressure. Can you tell your neighbor, Under Pressure? Now this is the true test because the next person you tell is gonna be your second option. So if you were trying to figure out where you stood with that person, this is the deciding factor. Now tell the other person that you neglected the first time, tell them under pressure. I'm sorry, y'all. So whoever was second, y'all are buying the first person lunch. That's what I heard. Um, so that's gonna be really cool. So in the next few moments, we're gonna unpack how we can respond to pressure. Respond to pressure. I really believe in this season of life, a lot of us are dealing with pressure of different kinds, whether it's financial, whether it is uh, relational, whether it is with your kids, whether it's with your job. I think a lot of us are dealing with pressure. So how do we respond to it? So uh, I'm gonna read from the, the book of James, a little bit of backstory on James. Uh, he's the brother of Jesus. So if anybody knows anything about pressure, James does. I mean, you have to, I mean, I, I'm, I'm the youngest of three, and I can tell you I'm the favorite son. Um, so if my brothers are watching, I am the favorite. You heard it here first. So uh, James and Jesus were brothers. That brings a little bit of pressure because Jesus is perfect. 
I mean, I can only imagine how James must have felt every day, you know, playing basketball and he shoots a three and he misses, but Jesus is straight up just boom, <laughs> boom, boom. Like LeBron who? Nah, it's Jesus, you know what I'm saying? So um, I heard an amen. We got some Laker fans in here. So James is dealing with this, and we're gonna be reading uh, chapter one, verse two. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. See, now I'm about to read the words of Jesus in John chapter 16. It says, I have told you these things. I've told you these things. I don't know if there was an attitude when he said this because people probably were like not cleaning their, you know, their bedroom up, you know, students. And your mom's like, I told you once, I'll tell you again. If you don't clean your room, something's gonna go down, okay? And the parents said amen to that, Hello. So it says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Have you ever read something that you kind of wish that wasn't in the Bible? <laughs> this would be one of the verses where I'm like, okay, like I'm all for the but take heart, I've overcome the world, but why are you gonna tell me that I'm gonna have trouble? Like, I don't wake up in the morning drinking a cup of coffee, and on the cup it says, you're gonna go through trouble, period. I don't wanna go through trouble. I don't wanna go through pressure. I mean, pressure is being two weeks into your job and doing a camp, and then also teaching on a Sunday morning um, and then getting a haircut the day before and then it being messed up and then having somebody come in and clip it in the morning before service. Like, that's some pressure. <laughs> you know, like, the person that helped me, she's not even, you can't even get her until like October, so praise God for this house because your boy was like, it's so uneven. I was like, they're gonna know. They're gonna know. You know, like, that's some pressure. I don't know what kind of pressure you've been dealing with. Maybe it is financial, maybe it's, it's relationship, but I can tell you that if we take heart and we believe what God said and what God spoke over our lives, I believe that no matter what pressure faces us, we will overcome because of Jesus. Amen? Amen. I mean, the only pressure I like is from an air fryer, you know what I'm saying? So let's be real. Uh, the, the chicken, the grease ain't all on there. You're like, okay, I'm kind of eating a little bit healthy, but you're really not, but you might be. I don't know, scientifically, but I, I love me some air fried chicken. Hello. <laughs> Glory to God. Um, so will you allow pressure to promote you or paralyze you? I wanna go over four things today, and the first thing is pressure is promised. Woo! Throw that on a T-shirt, Rock it every day. Pressure's promised. See, John 16, says, in this world, you will have trouble. You will have trouble. Oftentimes, we think that because we are a Christian, because we're a son of a, or a daughter of the living king, that we're not gonna face anything. But the reality is, scripture says otherwise. I know we like to have, you know, the, 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 the name it, the claim it, but, but in, in reality, it's like sometimes 
when push comes to shove, we get shoved over. We don't, we don't have the, 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 the pushing. We, we go through the ringer. And oftentimes we, we go and we blame God and we're like, God, you said that if I chose you, if I said that I want you as my Lord and Savior, then I'm not gonna deal with anything. But the reality is sometimes you're going to deal with some stuff. See, a confession is, I love the History Channel. I love it. I love it. It's just really, really cool. One of my favorite TV shows is uh, How It's Made. Not only did I watch it in school, but I watched it in my recreational time when I was at my house kicking it, eating popcorn, hello. So uh, the thing that I love about this show is it teaches you how things are made. Like the title is very self-explanatory. You know, how it's made. I wanna know how a baseball bat's made. You know what I'm saying? So like for a baseball bat, I wanna know how it's made. Gum, bubble gum, how is it made? I wanna know. I eat it almost daily, or not eat it, because you don't try to swallow it. You know, you spit that jaw out, but uh, you, you know what I'm saying, okay? A jawbreaker. See, I learned how a jawbreaker was made, and it made me want a jawbreaker, and then I realized at a young age, my mama paid too much money for my braces that if I did that, I would be getting beat down, okay? So uh, one thing that really sparked my mind and what really got me to understand this TV show was a, a segment on diamonds. See, diamonds is every girl's dream. You know what I'm saying? Every kiss begins with K. I don't know where I was going with that, if I'm gonna be quite honest with you. That was a, that, I don't know, yeah. So, uh, so on the, re- <laughs> so diamonds. Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds. They are made from coal. And when I was watching this segment, I was literally geeking out because I'm like, bro, everybody wants a diamond, but they don't realize where it came from. And I think sometimes diamonds are very much like us because diamonds have to go through three different things. They have to go through pressure, they have to go through time, and they also have to go through the heat, the fire. And I think sometimes we walk around in life and we look like coal when God is saying, but I've called you a diamond. You're choosing to remain a coal rather than becoming who God has called you to be. See, the Bible doesn't say do holy, it says be holy. When will we start walking in the things of God that he has for us? See, it says be holy, not become, it says be, because when I know who I am, I know who God is. And I love that. And it really hit me because in my life, when I've gone through pressure, I've always thought it was permanent. But see, pressure is promised, but pressure is not permanent. That's the second thing. Pressure isn't permanent. See, in Romans 8, 28, it says, and we know that in all things, can you say all? All things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his plan. See, when I'm going through the crushing, when I'm going through the pressing, I'm usually asking the question, where are you at, God? Where are you at? I don't feel you. I don't feel close to you. But it's often because I have set my eyes on the problem and not the problem solver. I need to fix my eyes on the Lord because if I'm only seeing the problem, then that's all that I'm going to see. 
I don't wanna look at my problem. I wanna look at the God who solves my problem. We have to get our faith up, y'all. We have to get our faith up. Tell your neighbor, get your faith up. Hebrews 11.1 says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. See, faith, pressure develops faith, y'all. Pressure develops faith. Faith isn't only, faith isn't real when things are going well. Faith is when things are going sour, when things are going bad. If everything in your life is happening well, you need to realize that might not be faith, that might be a daydream. But I want faith so that when I'm standing the test of time, I can know that a shadow of a doubt, I am solidified by the cross of Jesus. See, I can walk on solid ground even when it feels like there's an earthquake happening, when it feels like there's a tsunami of emotions coming at me. Will I have enough faith to stand on the cornerstone? His name is Jesus. He is for you. He is for the person watching online. If you don't know Jesus, you might be dealing with the waves. But my my God held the waves open so his people could go through to the other side. My God was in the furnace My God was in the furnace with the three boys because there's always another person in your situation. No matter if it looks bleak, no matter if it looks bad, God is always up to something good. Get your faith up. Get your hope up. If you don't hear anything, whatever you're dealing with, change your perception. Get your hopes up. Get your faith up. Because when we do this, we realize that faith isn't built on what we see, but rather what we don't see. That's real faith. Faith is praising God before the breakthrough. It's easy to praise God when things are going well, but who gets the credit at the end? Me. I got myself here. Yeah, I, I dealt with this, and, and, I, and I understand, Tanner, but, but I did this. I'm the one that sacrificed. I'm the one that did this. Sacrifice? God sacrificed his own son. He was willing to die for you so that whenever you face trials and tribulations, you could rest on him. Come on, I want some of that. I want to get my faith up. See, oftentimes we choose to 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 focus on what's happening in the current rather than knowing the promises that God has already spoken over us. If he didn't say it, I don't claim it. You may be going through something really bad right now. Don't claim that. You know what you need to claim? That Jesus is my God, that Jesus is close, that Jesus is my breakthrough, Jesus is my healer, Jesus is my restorer. I don't know what you need today, but I can tell you that God is that thing that you need. It doesn't matter what you're dealing with. It matters who's in the boat with you. And if Jesus is in the boat with you, those waves cannot go up. Get your faith up. Get your faith up. See, when you're at the end of your rope, you're at the beginning of God's. I'm so thankful that I let go of the rope many years ago because I've tried. And I don't know if you've been to gym class lately, but when you climb that rope and you fall down, your hands get hurt. I don't want messed up hands. I don't. I want nice hands, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, they manly and all, but like, I don't want like, you know, messed up hands. And I think sometimes we try to hold on to the rope that God is saying, just give up, just surrender. 
You want breakthrough? It starts with surrender. You want God's promises to come on your life? You gotta surrender. I wonder what you're holding on to that God is trying to allow you to surrender. He's given you multiple chances, y'all, but we keep running back to the problem rather than the problem solver. I remember a time, it, I'm, I'm dating myself now, it might have been 12 years ago. Um, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be funny, I promise. Uh, Lord Jesus, help me. Uh, I'm gonna tell on myself, I had a personal trainer. It lasted less than two weeks. I do not got commitment issues, but I do got workout issues, okay? Um, so I'm in this thing, I'm doing this thing. He's teaching me all these different techniques. Now, I wear baggy clothes now because that's the fashion, you know? You know what I'm saying? But under these exterior is a swole man, okay? <laughs> At least my wife tells me I am. So I'm like, okay, babe, you got the rings. Whatever you say is true, okay? But I, I, he was teaching me all these different things. He was teaching me how to, how to lift weights more. He was teaching me how to, to run a treadmill correctly, which I didn't think that that was, you just run on it, but apparently there's a certain way. I probably almost fell off a couple of times. So I'm not the most athletic, but I am. You know what I'm saying? So he taught me this one thing called time under tension. Is anybody in the room, have you ever squatted? You know what I'm saying? Like you go to the gym, you get your gains on, you're like, holler, I gotta take an Instagram photo, gym life, hashtag it, boom, there we are. <laughs> what are you sweating? The anointing, it's coming off of me. <laughs> I just, it, it, it's there, you know? Like, I, you know, and you see like those, random fact, I love seeing uh, Christian memes and I saw one that had Jesus on a cross and literally Jesus broke the cross and his muscles were huge and I was like, that should be my next tattoo. Just because that's like, it said CrossFit, y'all. Like, I was geeking out. Um, but nevertheless, I was in this position, and he's showing me, and he's like, bro, so you're gonna put this, you're gonna, you're gonna line your feet up. I'm like, okay. So I'm lining my feet up, I'm at the gym, and I'm, I gotta pull my pants up, because they might rip. So uh, right here, I have the weight, and I'm literally like, okay, I'm ready. He's holding the weight on me. He's my spotter. Thank God for spotters. So I'm right here, I'm like, okay, so how much weight we got right now? He said, we got about, not a lot, we gotta put more weight on there, Tanner. I'm like, that's, you're messed up, okay? You know, encourage me, you know, guy. So he puts 45 on, another 45, and I'm like, okay, I think I can do this. So I go down, and I'm right here, I'm like, okay, I gotta get back up, bro. Like, what are you doing? He's like, no, this is called time under tension, and I'm like, Something else is gonna have some tension if you don't get me back up. So I'm literally here. My knees are actually quite shaking right now and there's no weight, so I'm embarrassed. Um, so please don't, don't zoom in on there. Nevertheless, uh, he's like, hold it. They did it, they did it right there. That's a perfect shot. Um, I love our production team, they're incredible. Oh, that's the butt. Oh, that, right there, oh my gosh. Oh Lord. Yep, that's going on YouTube. Um, so I'm right here and I'm holding and he's like, hold it. And I'm like, I'm holding. He said, 30 more seconds. And I'm literally like, bro, I got 10 in me, okay? I don't got 30. So he's saying, hold it longer because this is where the growth is gonna happen. This is where your maximum gains are gonna be pro, you know, produced. And I'm like, I get it, but it hurts. 
I, it hurts, Austin, it hurts. And he's like, okay, I got you, I got you, I got you. So I was about to fall on my back, I'm about to break every bone in my body, and he helps me and t- picks it up for me, okay? He puts it on there, and the reason I bring that up is because sometimes we're in a season called time under tension, and God is allowing you to stay there not to hurt you, but to promote you. The pressure in your life can either make or break you, but if the choice comes down to you, will you choose to allow the Lord to come in there and be your spotter? Because sometimes we don't want a spotter because it makes us look weak, but 2 Corinthians talks about something really incredible. It says, that's why I take pleasure in my weakness. No one's walking around saying, I am weak, you are strong, you're not scared of me. Reverse psychology, because then they're like, what? Like, what are you talking about? So he takes pleasure in weakness. This is Paul writing this. Paul was literally put in prison. He knows what pressure looks like. He says, that's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in my insult and in my hardships and in my persecution and troubles. He could have added whatever you're dealing with tonight in here. I don't know what you're dealing with, but add that in there. Take pleasure in going through it because that I suffer for Christ. For when I'm weak, I am strong. When I'm weak, when I'm at my lowest point, I'm actually at the greatest starting point that God wants to do something in my life. You have to realize that we have to change our mind, change our thinking. See, we don't like to feel certain things. We don't like to allow things to to make us feel bad. See, feelings are good indicators. They are horrible dictators. But how many times, because we feel weak, we allow it to overtake us. We allow it to just be the only thing that we're dealing with. Well, I just feel this way. I don't like what I'm feeling. Maybe God's not in this. Maybe you just had bad Taco Bell, okay? And maybe it's not a feeling, but you need to start trusting in God. See, Proverbs 3, five through six says, trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. Sometimes I come into this world, I come into situations, and I'm leaning on my own understanding, but I don't realize it's not about what I understand. It's not about what I think. It's about what God has spoken already. When you feel overwhelmed, are you under God's presence or are you under pressure? That's what we have to realize. I don't want to be under pressure. I want to be under God's presence because no matter what I face, he's with me. No matter what I'm dealing with, I know he's working things together for his good and for his glory. I want to get my faith up because I know he is a good, good father. You may feel broken today because the weight of the world has been on your shoulders, but I can tell you that Jesus has come to not just break the yoke off of you, but to take your weariness, take your tiredness. That's why he came so that you could have life and life abundantly. That's the kind of God I serve. We need to stop picking up swords for the fight that Jesus has already won. We don't walk towards victory, we walk from victory, y'all. Stop trying to get the victory flag, stop trying to get their, their stuff. We need to start giving it to God. Because if I have victory in Jesus, I have everything. The third thing is pressure is perspective. 
Pressure is perspective. See, James 1 talks about consider it pure joy. Consider it pure joy. Sometimes we don't want to consider things pure joy. See, you may have heard this phrase that perception is reality, but that is only half true. The reality is perception isn't always reality, but God's perception is true reality. Doesn't matter what I'm dealing with. Doesn't matter what they said. Because if God didn't say it over me, I don't gotta worry about it, it's not mine. I am who he says I am. I'm not what they said, I'm not what that job said, I'm not what that person said, I'm not what that, sick, that, that, that circumstance said. I am a child of the living king. It doesn't matter what I face, because I see the face of the God. And when you have that faith, it will stand the test of time. See, Isaiah talks about, for just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. See, sometimes our lid is only from our own stuff. The lid of what I can do, the lid of who I can be is limited by where I place myself. But if I start looking at scripture, if I start going around and saying, what does the Bible say about me? It says that I'm gonna go through trouble. So what does that mean? What does that mean? Take heart, take heart, for Jesus has overcome the world. You ain't gotta start trying to overcome the world because Jesus has already did it for you. He's already done it. It's done. Gets me excited right now because sometimes we, in, in life we may think that Rejection is just rejection, but what if I tell you that it actually is a redirection? Maybe God allowed that rejection to happen because he was redirecting you into something different, something better, something greater. What about setbacks? Maybe you've been dealing with setbacks, but if I look at a bow and arrow, the arrow has to get pulled back before it goes forward. So maybe a setback is actually a setup for what God wants to do in your life. Maybe you always wanted to fit in. Why do I not fit in here? I don't feel like I fit in any, anywhere, any place. Maybe it's because God wanted you to stand out. You don't gotta be like somebody else. We don't need more carbon copies of other people. We need you. We need you because maybe you're the person that can actually help another person. Maybe you are the person that somebody needed to hear. See, don't discount your testimonies, y'all. We will overcome the enemy by what? The word of our testimony and the blood of the lamb. Come on, y'all. Your testimony means something. What you've experienced isn't just for you, it's for somebody else. And that's why we have to be in, in life groups because we need to tell our experience. We need to have people rooted with us, rooting us on so that we can be all that God has called us to be. See, you may have experienced a, something disappointing. You didn't expect it. But God wants to take that disappointment and appoint you to something greater. Right. See, if we change our perception and we walk the faith out, now walk it out, now walk it out, all my, you know what I'm saying? Start walking what we talk out, maybe God will start changing and renewing our minds. See, scripture says, take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. If, you're not, if your eyes are not on Jesus, then your eyes are not on what needs to be seen. Your problem isn't bigger than the problem solver. Jesus has the answer. Jesus is the answer. The fourth thing, pressure produces. 
When we read James, it talks about pressure producing perseverance. See, we go back to the first, uh, the first verse that talks about how we're gonna go through trouble, y'all, but oftentimes we let it produce worry. We let it produce hardships. Rather than having Godfidence, we try to have confidence, and confidence is a con. I don't want confidence, I want Godfidence. Because when I have Godfidence, I know I can walk into what he's calling me to do, calling me to be. Some of us are so worried about, I gotta look this way on Instagram, I gotta have my, my photo edited, I gotta have my life edited. But guess what? If you show your real problems, people can relate to that. They don't want fabrication, y'all, they want the truth. And the truth is Jesus. I don't wanna worry about my, my perception getting in the way. I wanna have Godfidence because I know that when I'm weak, I am strong because I have Godfidence, because I know he goes before me. I wonder where you're struggling at. Are you trusting in yourself or are you trusting in God? Because if it is yourself, you will always let yourself down. You will always let yourself down. There was never one time in my life that when I put my faith and trust in Jesus, he let me down. It may have didn't come in my timing, but as we just read, his ways, his thoughts are higher, are better than mine. So what looked like a rejection was actually a redirection. What looked like a setback was actually a setup for God to do something in your life. I wonder if you change your mind, if you, if you look towards God, what he'll change. See, Genesis 50, 20, it says, as for you, you meant evil against me. I wonder how many people have thrown evil at you, slander, confusion to other people. I wonder what, what the enemy allowed to happen to you, but I can tell you there's a big but in this. There's a big but in this, because it says, you meant evil against me, but God, come on, but God meant it for good. I don't know what you're dealing with, but you need to say, but God, but God. Guess what, if I got breath in my lungs, God's not over, God's not done with me. No matter what I face, no matter what I experience, I know that God is working things together for his good and for my glory, for his glory. God wants you to be in all of him. What was meant for evil, God wants to turn for good. I wonder, have you given that to God? Have you given that, that pressure to God? We've experienced this. Pressure's promised. Pressure is not permanent. Pressure is perspective. And pressure produces. Will you allow God to make or break you? Will you remain under pressure or will you remain under God's presence? If you stand with me, I'm mindful that there's many people in this room who feel like I, I, I get that it's promised, I'm in it. I'm going through the ringer tanner, I, 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 I feel it. Some of you in this room are like, I get that it's not permanent, but I'm in it, and I don't like it. And then some of you have been praying for, for God to, to change your perspective, 
And I believe tonight, this morning, whatever time of day you're watching this or you're in this room, I believe that God has a word spoken over you saying, change your perspective, just look at me. I wanna do greater things in your life. See, the best posture for breakthrough is on my knees. Pressure produces faith. Get your faith up. Get your faith up. Gotta pray over my family in this room. God, that no matter what they're dealing with, no matter what they're experiencing, God, that we believe that you are greater than what we face. God, change our eyes from our problem to you, our problem solver. God, allow us to be encouraged that pressure is not permanent. All we have to do is change our perspective and look at you. Thank you, God, for being a good God. God, clothe us in your word. God, let us lean not on our own understanding, but trust you in all things. No matter what it may look like, if you didn't speak it over us, we don't claim it. In Jesus' name, amen.